First movie in the theater? Snow White. For real? Yeah. Oh, oh. no, actually, maybe a Little Mermaid. Okay. I don't know. Maybe a Land Before Time. Okay. Okay. Sounds right. What was yours? Uh, it was either The Lost World or Space Jam. I forget which one came out first. They did you see The Lost World as your first movie? Yeah. How I old were weirdly, you? Weirdly. Oh, I would have been six or seven. You were a precocious uh, child. I was really into dinosaurs. Sure. I mean, me too, but my mom wasn't into me seeing dinosaurs eat people. (laughs) Make believe I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about? We're talking about Catch Me If You Can. Um, specifically, you asked me to talk about Catch Me If You Can and identity theft. Yeah. Which we're going to take a hard left turn very quickly. <laughs> All right. Um, it also, this is another Is this one episode that... also exclusively about Blockbuster? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it's, this is a weird one because it's kind of real money. Yeah, because this guy's real. It's a real story. We're supposed to talk about fictional money. But, like, we're kind of talking about real money, so this is kind of in the Hamilton vein, where yeah. we're like, it's fake-ish, but it's real-ish, but... I forgot when I suggested this that it was a real story. We're going to keep it to the the movie, whether that's true or false, so... Okay. Yeah, I feel Only like Frank it was a Abingdale lot less knows. glamorous in real life. Probably. I don't know. Also, that guy didn't look like Leonardo DiCaprio. He did not. So Most people don't. Most people don't. Only Leonardo DiCaprio, really. And, like, 2005, Leonardo DiCaprio... Yeah, it's like primo. He is he definitely is a baby in this movie. He yeah. is definitely aging into like I am a I am a middle aged actor now. Like he's still <laughs> yeah. a handsome man. Don't get me no, wrong. No, but he but got like, thick a little bit. Yeah, like, not in a bad way. Around Django and Chain, he yeah. started getting yeah. kind of thick, and it like can we, it suits him. Can we talk about the cast for this movie though? Sorry, since no, we're talking about it. this anyway. Is Amy Adams in this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Amy Adams, Charlie Sheen, Tom Charlie Hanks. Sheen? Yeah, he's is the he Amy Adams' dad. Oh, he's Amy Adams' dad. Yeah, the lawyer. Martin guy. Sheen. Uh, yeah, sorry, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, Charlie Sheen. I, I saw like, Sheen, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Sheen playing Amy no. Adams, and I was like, man, uh, he, that, no, no one saw right, it coming right, right. Sorry, Martin Tiger Sheen. blood and everything. But Jennifer Garner's in it for, like, a hot second. Yeah. Who's she? She's One of like his wives? the model who he prostitutes. Oh, sure, sure. Which we'll talk about a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, uh, that girl from Grey's Anatomy, whoever the main character is. Meredith Grey. Yeah, Ellen Pompeo. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, Ellen. Yeah, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, the lead character of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, Elizabeth Banks is in this. Is in oh, it? Yeah. She's like a she's like a stewardess. Bank or teller. Bank teller. That's that he right. Fucks very briefly. <laughs> yeah. Very briefly. Well, I wait, don't know if wait, the wait, fucking wait. is briefly, but Amy Adams she, has braces in this, right? For a she's bit. very young. Yeah. yeah. And then she gets them off. She's a little baby girl. Because this is that's like one of the the scams that he like hangs out in for a little bit. Yeah, he's is like a, a dentist. No, he's, he's a, a, a surgeon. Yeah, <laughs> he's like oh, a doctor. Yeah. He like oh, runs yeah. a surgery a ward. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, and most surprising of all, Tom Hanks is in this movie. Did you guys know that? Where? Yeah. When? He's the guy. He's the other guy. Oh. He's the catch me guy. Oh, the catch you guy. He's yeah. the catch you guy. <laughs> no, he's the if you can guy. You're right. Yeah. yeah. He's, and yeah. he can. And he, he can. can. And he, he do. A couple and times. He done. A couple times. 
I feel like a lot of the FBI guys who aren't Tom Hanks are like that guys too. Yeah. Yes. Like those, there's some, those there's background some faces players. in there that I'm like, hmm, I've seen that face before. Yeah. This is a Spielberg movie, right? It mm-hmm. is. Yeah, that makes sense then when like, like all of your background guys are that guys. Middle, like DreamWorks, Spring, uh, Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, I love it. Springberg. This is Spring a good break. movie. I watched it again for this, and I forgot how good this movie was. Yeah, I, I think enjoy it. I remember liking it a lot. Uh, let's talk plot and ratings real quick. Sure. I don't know enough about it. I'll tell you right now, my rating is pretty low. Let's do the ratings then. Okay. Uh, I'll say a three for myself. I watched this movie just recently on HBO. Oh really? Um, yeah, it was. I don't know what it was. It just like eluded me when it came out. I was young. I was like fifteen, so like I was probably seeing. Oh, so that was your first time seeing it recently. recently yeah. Oh. Actually, I was more surprised that like you had watched it than like I didn't watch it with you. Not that like we have to watch everything together, but they're so. Few it was times. like a sick day thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was home by myself. Gotcha. It was just like yeah. there's so few times where like we have a one bedroom apartment, one of us is gonna watch the thing the other one's watching. Yeah, it's <laughs> fair. Um. So yeah, three. Like I. You know, I watched it in full. Uh, I probably remember more of it than if I had just watched it, like, when it came out. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I like all the people who participated in making it. Um, That's it. Okay. Yeah. I'd say probably also a three. I remember it making me feel emotional. There's, like, some phone calls, desperate phone calls that seemed Mm -hmm. very emotional. Did you get Christopher Walken on that list of... Oh, oh I didn't mention him, but obviously, yeah. yes, he is in he's this. In, he is literally in any movie anyone asks him to be in. Yeah. So. That's great. He's not like a big get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and uh, I liked it a lot, and I would like to watch it again, but I haven't seen it since maybe it came out. So it's, it's about a three for me. How about you? Probably like a five. Okay. Um, because I've seen it two or three times, but spread over the course of the ten years that it's existed um but is i really watched only it. 10 years old and it's older than that older than that but oh. you get like the idea 12 or 13 is all though oh but yeah. that's like it just seems like a leonardo dicaprio molted and became the person <laughs> he is so quickly you yes know? that is fair uh but i did watch it fairly recently for this purpose so like it's pretty fresh in my brain okay. um so i'll give myself a five that's where i'm at great well let's work through the plot a little bit whatever we all remember let's look when this was made it was made in 2002. Oh, that's oh, earlier that's than earlier. I thought. 16 years, yeah. This has been a minute. It's back when Tom Hanks still ran in most of his movies that weren't about Makes Dan Brown books. a lot more sense that I would have had a harder time seeing it. it any later, and it probably definitely would have been a thing that I would have made a purpose of, made a point of seeing. But um, you're still... But like, I was 12, so like there's yeah. no... You, you, don't have, movies really. you don't have agency yet. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to make the choice. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember us all watching it together at home as a family. So it must have been, you know, not directly A Blockbuster rental. Yeah, Blockbuster rental. Yeah. Although my mom hated Blockbuster with a fiery passion because they started your day the second that you rented the movie. So, like, your day was not 24 hours long. It was the day, calendar day, you rented it in. And she was like, I rented... She yelled at a man once. She was like, I rented it at 7.30 p.m. on a friggin' Monday night. When am I going to return it on 6 a.m. on a Tuesday? When am I going to watch it? And we're like, that night, Mom. You watch it that night. <laughs> anyway. We should drive that company out of business. Well, <laughs> As I was like, when, when Blockbuster mom, folded, we were like, Mom, it was you. You did it. 
We're proud of you in the crusade that you've you've long fought. But we rented from Hollywood Video. I was gonna say your mom should have taken that righteous anger and invented Netflix. So. <laughs> Suck it, mom. <laughs> she listens to this podcast. Hey, mom. Um, uh, so the story is a is a real story, but mm-hmm. we're gonna keep it to the movie because that's all I know about anyway. Um, Frank Abagnale mm-hmm. is his name. This kid who just decides to live all of the best lives that he wants to live at the same time. Yeah, it's like his parents get a divorce, and so he, like, runs away to not have to decide who he wants to live with. And then basically just, like, cons through life. He just yes ands his way. Yeah, through some innumerable (laughs) number of years until he gets caught by the FBI and goes to jail. Invents the art of improvisation. And And founds the IO Theater Company. Yeah. It's weird. Ties right back in. Uh, It does sort of seem like he takes the uh, trick of avoiding dealing with your own feelings to like the ultimate extreme. You know, I'm just not going to deal with it. So much that I'll just change identities and forge some checks to avoid it. And then as soon as I make more uh, connections, I'll avoid them again by being a totally different person. Yeah. And so he runs through like three or four careers as he feels like the noose, the FBI noose tightening and they're starting to like figure out what his scam is. He'll like run on to a new one. That's a hard life to live. I genuinely, yes and no. I mean, it looks like he has a fun time, but it just seems easier to live an honest life, honestly. That's coming from a Over boring person, maybe? Over the whole arc yeah. of my life, probably. Like at a certain point, you're going to get tired, and when you get tired, you get caught. And that is kind of portrayed, I don't know how honestly, but in the movie where he's like calling him at one point, he's he's calling the FBI agent, being like, if I stop, will you just leave me alone? And he's like... Well, no, no, because you've committed many crimes. That's not how laws work. Yeah, and that's, he's literally like, he's like, no, the federal government just doesn't decide, like, you know what, we'll let you have this one. But, like, because he is, like, exhausted of, like, trying to stay one step ahead of the federal government for, I don't really know how long this takes place over, but years. It does seem like, yeah. But he's very young when he starts, so. Yeah, he's a minor when he starts. He's, like, 16 or 17 when he starts. So, movie logic, he would have three years. Oh, I would, I would imagine it'd be much longer than that. You would think so, but I think in the movie he says, God, I'm trying to remember because I just watched it. He says like when he's when he's like running out of like his, he's trying to marry this Amy. He's trying to marry Amy Adams' character. Like for real, like he loves her, or because it her seems family's like he rich. actually loves her. Based yes, on and this. yes, yeah. and <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yes, and but porque um, no los dos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it he like talks about. He says, like, as he's, like, because the FBI's coming and he knows she's they're going to talk to her. And he's, like, listen, I, my, I'm actually, I was 17. I ran away, like, two years ago, three years ago. And, like, this is who I am. Doesn't but he it tell does... her she's, he's, like, 30-something? She's 28. So I think she she's definitely. She's 28? Apparently. So With I definitely. baby braces. I definitely think she is, he, she thinks he is closer to her age or older. But it's not. Again, they don't, like, sit down and. They don't follow their first date where they're like, so how old are you? Um, yeah. That's weird. I just remember like the Christmases being a big like theme in it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then like, they revisit that. Oh, over yeah. A couple and they do that three ones. times. So I guess maybe it's been three years. At least. Yeah. Well, there's at least three times. Yeah. 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 You see three times. For all you know, it's been eight years. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Huh. So. Crazy, that's right? a pretty good like quick synopsis of what you're looking at here. Uh, mostly, what I remember is him peeling numbers off of like airplane models to make 
uh, fake checks. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what he does is he forages payroll checks. Yeah. So he, like, writes checks, and then he peels logos off of, like, airplane models and puts them on the checks to make them look like they came from the company. That's so smart. So illegal. <laughs> it is very illegal. But I remember watching that movie and, and being like, man, I could do this. <laughs> I'm good with an exacto knife. <laughs> this is the way I'm going to live. Um, so I was tasked with looking at, basically talking about Catch Me If You Can and identity theft. What actually happened. And then I watched the movie and realized there is no identity theft. Oh, he's not because stealing he anything. Yeah, he's making people identities. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he... He did an Andy Dufresne. Yeah, he yeah. lies and he forges and he does some check frauds, but he doesn't actually steal anyone's identity. And that's why I'm a three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some fun money facts before like we could talk about. It says in the movie that he cashed $4 million of fraudulent checks Oof. over this span. Which, by the by, if you account for inflation, yeah, is $33 million in today's money. So you said it's like easier to live an honest life. Maybe not. If I could spend $30 million in three years, that'd be a hell of a good three years. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, it's expensive to be a criminal. I think I just like... There's that. I, but you're flying for free. You are flying for free. I'm just like... Uh, I, I think I just say that to myself to justify my lawful existence. We're <laughs> like, I'm not lame and boring. I'm <laughs> risk averse. It's just that it's hard to be a criminal. And the good news is that when you do fraudulent checks, it's actually the responsibility of the bank to catch that, not the person you write it to. So like, all he really hurts is banks. But don't you have like, well, I guess like it's not, there's no check bouncing fee if you didn't write the check. Yeah. If you deposit somebody else's check that bounces, I don't believe you get charged. And again, but you get charged if you wrote a bouncing check. And yes. And even if you were to get charged, that probably wouldn't stand up to fraud like it's one thing if like liz wrote me a check and it bounced and i don't have a good judge of character that i took liz's check you know i should ever take money from me (laughs) it's a different thing if then like liz disappears into the wind and like you know is is writing bad checks all over the state sort of thing and then you you find out that elizabeth was a baby that died in a fire when she was two (laughs) yeah it's been a fake identity i'm actually a russian spy (laughs) um hold up so did you guys this may relate to what we were talking about. Did you guys read that story about that, like, heiress, in air quotes, Anna Delvey? No. Okay. Only through you. Yeah. So there's this woman, her name was Anna Delvey, who just was, like, red-haired, like, heiress woman who, like, flitted in and out of hotels and, like, uh, lived in hotels, basically, and made friends with everybody and was like, I'm going to take you to fancy, far-off destinations. And then when we're there, the hotel will be like, there's something wrong with your payment method and she'll make the people she's with like pay for the hotel. Um, and it turns out she would only be able to pay things in cash because she was writing herself fraudulent checks off of like fraudulent loans that she had gotten from banks. Cause she told some bank that she was worth some $30 million and the bank was like, okay, well here's a loan. And then she wrote a gigantic check from that loan and cashed it. And was living off that cash. And then would just keep doing that. Mm. And now she's in jail at Rikers. But uh, she's still like this like big thing across uh, like, I don't know. It's it, all over these like uh, magazines I read on the internet. So mm. 
She's a kind of crazy character right now. There's been a lot of like scam artists these days. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of related. Red always. So Yes. Well, and it's hard. There's like still scam artists that do it like in person. And then there's now like scam artists that are just all digital too. Right. But. Nigerian princes and whatnot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe not the most successful ones, but yes. Sometimes um, if you're talking to my grandmother. But in this... So I, again, this is kind of veering into real life, but I looked it up. Doesn't say that he gets any sort of monetary penalty. He goes to jail for a while, but doesn't say he gets a civil fine. Oh. So maybe he spent it all, but like, if he didn't, in theory, he gets to keep some of this money. That's nice. That seems weird. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed to keep that. I mean, he wound up starting a company that is like one world renowned for like, anti-fraud i was gonna say the catch yeah so like i think he's very wealthy regardless now but i don't know well i mean it would make sense because like the money is insured by the government yeah i mean to a certain extent to a certain to a certain extent so like the bank doesn't necessarily lose anything and if he didn't actually take any money from any company and you're mostly it sounds like they're mostly catching him to like stop the cost of having to stop him from yeah, I mean, crimes, you know. They're they're catching him because it's a crime. Well, yeah. In the same way that like <laughs> the way that if somebody murdered work. somebody, it wouldn't be to keep them from murdering again. I mean, that I mean, helps in, in but a it, way. It would also be to just because he did a bad thing and you have to go to jail for that. But. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, you know. <laughs> you know, one six one part, happened to the yeah. other. <clears throat> uh, but yes, I mean, he is defrauding banks and again, the banks might swallow the loss there. Um because, like, your checking or savings account is insured if, like, the bank goes out of business. But, the but like, mm. money isn't insured. Mm. Like, okay. FDIC insurance protects, like, individuals from the bank going out of business. Uh. Okay. The bank doesn't have, like, money insurance where if they lose money, the government puts it back. Like, That's if you not like a accept, reinsurance okay. situation. Right. If you accept bad checks, like, too bad. Now, there may be insurance against, like, fraud losses. I'd have to look. That'd be a very specialized type, but yeah. it may exist. But even still, like, then if you're the insurance company and you pay them back for fraud losses, the government's not going to come to you and be like, oh. Here's your money. Yeah, you will pay you to insure banks to, like, no. That money's gone. So it is a crime. I mean, it's a crime either way, but, like, (laughs) someone is losing money Yeah, it's not a victimless crime. Yeah, he is taking money out and spending it, and it is somebody's money who's not getting it back. It's just probably not the individual. Sure. Yeah. It's generally, it's whoever. Unless he wrote a check. From an individual's bank account. Right, but again, normally the bank will make that good. Yeah, okay. Like, the bank will go back and pay them, and the bank will swallow the loss for accepting a fraudulent check. Okay. It comes down to, like, who accepts it. My bad, we didn't catch it. And generally, like, it's the the, where the buck ends. So it's not like if Damon took a bad check from me, I don't think you'd be liable. I think you'd go to the bank. Now, the bank might be able to be like, we won't check, we won't cash this, and then you might have to swallow it. But, like, if the bank cashes it, and then it turns out that it bounces and it's fraud or whatever, you're okay. I actually, um, I, this might be a weird one-off situation, but I got paid from a, um, a writing thing that I did once, and they were like, we had something go wrong with our system, and all of our checks are going to bounce. And I was like, I've already cashed it. And they were like, "Uh uh-oh. And I looked it up, and my bank charges a fee for if you cash a bounced check to me. So they reimbursed me like the cost that they, the fee that they were actually supposed to pay me, and then the like thirty dollars that my bank was going to take from me cashing a bounced check. Yeah, but there's a difference between bouncing and fraud. Oh, that's fair. Right? I mean, yeah. like bouncing is 
not good and i think technically i don't know if it's technically illegal but like you're not supposed to write a check that you know is going to bounce obviously but there's a difference between oh i wrote it thought they were going to cash it two days they when i got paid they cashed it the day before and i purposely wrote a check on an account that i don't have access to or that i made up or like because what he does in this like payroll check situation is actually it's pretty ingenious so we can talk a little bit this is what i was actually thinking we might talk about in this episode is there's a thing called the fed yeah, the Federal Reserve, and they basically monitor the U.S. financial system for. I mean, that's probably over over much what they do, but um, they like monitor the money. They they maintain how much money we have in the system, and there are twelve regions. So there's twelve Fed banks um, in different areas of the country, and so what they say, at least when he's doing it with the airline in this movie, is that your check goes to a different place to be cashed depending on the numbers on the bottom, those mm-hmm. routing numbers. Mm-hmm. And so he was writing it in certain areas to go to the other side of the country. Oh. Mm. And this is in the 60s when it wasn't like electronic. Instantaneous. So yeah. it would literally take days or weeks for it to get there, bounce, and get come back. back. And so he could write fraudulent checks for a very long time in, let's say, Boston that are getting bounced in California and then he could go to St. Louis and write checks that are getting bounced in Chicago. And then he could go to Kansas City and write checks that are getting bounced in New York. And like he could write them across the country and have them bounce in different places. Hmm. And it would like not catch up with him in time, basically. Hmm. Okay. Um, Interesting. That wouldn't so- work today is what you're saying. No. Inquiring not, minds not, want to no, know. <laughs> or not for long. That's not for damn long. sure. Yeah. Um, because the banks still do some amount on trust. Like, if you've noticed when you take a picture of a check and, like, the money's in your account two seconds later, mm-hmm. there's no way, I don't think, I guess I don't actually know behind the scenes, but I doubt that check has been verified yet. Right. But if you've noticed on, like, your banking app, when you take pictures of checks, there's a limit for how much you can mobile deposit. I yeah. think Chase is, is, like, 10 grand a day. Yeah. It's probably because they basically take you on faith and basically say, well, just swallow the law. If you put a fraudulent check in here for 500 bucks whatever we'll report it you'll get in trouble it'll all go bad but we're not gonna let you do it like a six million dollar check sure okay huh huh indeed yep so he actually what he does is he goes to like hotels and has them uh like pre like cash payroll checks Mm -hmm. for him so he doesn't even go to the bank he has like a hotel do it which is just more time it used to not anymore um, I don't know that it would I would depend take a check on the, to a hotel. De- depend yeah. on the probably the, the amount, the type of type hotel. Of hotel more if it's a anything. cashier's check versus if it's oh, not, sure. like some other things. But okay. I don't, I don't think you'd see it much anymore. Yeah, I'm also wondering how this like uh, that that scam artist Anna Delvey, like I was saying, she like had money wired to the hotel that she was like staying at instead of like writing them a check or like giving them a credit card, like. So that she could continue to, like, make the fraud circle happen. Yeah. I don't know. Which is, I don't know, that would seem like a flag to me. But I imagine that's maybe oh, yeah. something that, like, a wealthier person may still do well, in that's greater what, qualities. Yeah, that's why they didn't they didn't catch her right away is because she was just eccentric enough to seem like a, just a dumb rich person. Sure. Hmm. Okay. It's real funny in this movie, though. So he pays Jennifer Garner to have sex with him. <laughs> and... That's hilarious. <laughs> no, that's not funny, but... So she's trying to prostitute herself out, right? 
And so they agree on $1,000. Wait, is she really? What's her deal? She's like just a like... fashion model who can tell he's enamored with her. And so he like she like talks her way, not talks her way, but like it's like, hey, let's go to your room. And then like they're getting all sexy times, like getting hot and heavy. And she's like, so like you clearly pay for the finer things in life. How much how much would you pay for me? Oh, and then they agree on a thousand bucks. And he gives her a check for four. He's like, I got to go downstairs and cash a check because I don't have a thousand bucks on me. And so she goes, no, don't worry about it. Just sign it over to me. A 14, he has a $1,400 check. She's like, sign it over to me and I'll give you the 400 bucks back. So he makes $400 to sleep with her because then he gives her a fraudulent check in return. Rude. So in this day and age, he got paid three grand. Again, we're describing the movie American Gigolo. <laughs> yes. He got paid three grand to sleep with this model. Huh. It's kind of shitty. All right. That's pretty shitty. It's shitty all around, you know? Yeah. It's not good. Not good. What a bad man. <laughs> what a bad man. Put Somebody him in jail. Somebody put him in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do. And then they do. Man, I really did think this movie was more about identity theft. Because I guess he, he doesn't... Where do these names come from? He just make, makes them up, right? Like, Well, I think that's just a sign of the times where, like, now, like, the banking system probably actually needs a lot more of those identifying markers about a person in yeah. order to actually, like, make business happen. Yeah. Well, it is funny. In one of the scenes, he goes into a bank, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't cash checks from people we don't know. And I was like, cash checks you from people? Know. What the hell are you talking about? I remember that being a thing when I was a kid. Right, like, but that's My neighborhood like, bank, we... Like, I wasn't allowed. I got a check for like my birthday or something, and like they wouldn't let me cash it because I didn't have an account with them oh. yet. And so, like, I had to create the account in order to do business with them. Sure. Yeah. This is also like a central Illinois bank in the 90s, so the not bank. really hip with the times, I probably. I was going to say, the bank up the street from us, I tried to get quarters from them once, and the lady who ran the bank handed me the quarters and held onto my hand and said, I hope you'll consider opening an account here next time. And then I left oh, and God. never went back. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That is the correct uh, choice. She would have murdered you with a sack of quarters. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know, she probably didn't intend for this to be, but I'll never, ever, ever join that bank, even if it's the best option. <laughs> That's the way it is. There it is. Uh, Yeah, so it's not really about identity theft. He just kind of creates identities, basically. Um, All right. Thieving them from unborn persons? Mm -hmm. I guess it's just making them up. (laughs) Yeah, he just basically makes them up whole cloth. Basically, this is entirely a movie about someone being slightly better at technology than the rest of the world, like, as technology is blossoming. Isn't that just crime? I mean, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be crime. It could be innovation. Just depending on it's whether or not it's most illegal. often crime. Like, I think. Wait, if you're better at Just technology. Just seeing like the whole arc of human history. I mean, like, isn't that what Elon Musk is trying to do? Not crime. Yeah, he's trying to legally move people from O'Hare to downtown Chicago <laughs> in 12 minutes. Yeah. Very, very fast. Hold on to your uteri. And hopefully <laughs> slows down less fast. <laughs> Because otherwise they'll be goo. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, so I did actually want to talk a little bit about real identity theft. Great. Though, because that is a much more common crime now than it would have been back in that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because, again, it was in a world where like, hi, I'm Frank Rogers. Like, no, you're not. I know Frank. 
Okay, end bye. of crime. Like, <laughs> end of crime. <laughs> crime ends, you did bad. But in this day and age, obviously with everything being digital, it is much easier to get your shit stolen. Yeah. Uh, so you should be protecting yourself against identity theft. And the single best way to do that, frankly, is to check your credit report uh, every so often. So if you have a credit score, you have a credit report, which is just a big list of everything that you use credit for. Um, and you are entitled, there are three bureaus that keep information on you, um, Equifax, TransUnion, Experian, and you're entitled to one free report from each every 12 months. It's all available on annualcreditreport.com. That is the free site. So you should just go and basically get one every four months. So like get Experian now, four months from now get TransUnion, four months from now get Equifax, and then four months from then Experian would have refreshed and you can just go get one every four months and see if anything fraudulent is on your report. So with the thing that happened recently with Equifax's mm-hmm. data just being it's totally just stolen, there, and we're yeah. just you know, loose to the world, mm-hmm. uh, d- that makes us all much more likely to have our identities stolen, right? Like a lot of our sensitive information is just, I mean, they have yes. everything. Yeah, in theory. I mean, that's out there in a lot of, so many things have been hacked in so many ways that yeah. like it's probably all out there already anyway. But yes, that is particularly troublesome <laughs> because this is a who watches the watchers situation right. where like the person who has all the personally identifiable information and was supposed to keep it safe so we could use it to ac- access our personally identifiable information lost our personally identifiable information. I do I do feel like I have descended into that like I think millennial malaise of like, well, it's out there. It's going to happen eventually. <laughs> Yeah, you can freeze your credit, um, which means nobody can do anything with it. They can't check it. They can't use it. They can't anything, which is a great way to protect it. The problem with it is nobody can do anything with it, so you have to go unfreeze it anytime you want to use it. Oh. Um, so if you want to apply for a house or a car or a card or something, you have to go unfreeze it because otherwise they won't be able to check your credit. But if you've got a long period of time where you don't think anything's going to happen with it, you're not going to use it or do anything with it, it's probably worth considering freezing it um because the problem with like a a breach like that is that it's a long game like oftentimes they don't use it immediately because like the police are after them and the online police as well and like if that information shows up on something that they're monitoring like they're going to go after that person so i mean your social security number doesn't change so they'll just hold on to it for like five or ten years and then use it then so like you're never I don't want this is going to sound very sad, but like you're never truly really safe. So yeah. you just kind of have to be diligent for forever yeah. until the government realizes that this is stupid and gets into a system where you can change your social security number much easier. Yeah. And I think, I think that's why I feel like biometric like security measures are a poor choice because you can't change your fingerprints. Yeah. Or once your eyeball signatures. Yeah. Or your yeah. voice or whatever. Or your voice. Case in point to that. Um, at work, we've just recently been seeing a lot of people uh, being contacted by scammers who took their information from when LinkedIn got hacked, like, <sighs> four years ago yeah, or they, something they now. Yeah, they sit on it for a, a while. So, too. like, yeah. So, you know, luckily it's the type of thing that, by and large, most people have, like, even Luddites have updated their passwords in, like, that amount of time. Yeah. So. Yeah. But... I mean, you just got to be careful, right? The IRS is never going to call you. They're going to send you a letter. So if you get a call from the IRS, laugh in their face and right. hang up. Or just talk to them. Yeah. Like, just not about stuff, but just like stuff. You know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> you seen the new Marvel? What did you think? What did you think? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely in America. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, because that movie only showed in America. <laughs> well, that's fair. Um, <laughs> one other thing, though, that's interesting that people could look into, a lot of either renters or homeowners insurance actually lets you pick for an additional cost, and it's generally pretty cheap, 25 ish dollars a year, you can get identity theft protection. Huh. Oh. Um, so a lot of times in identity theft situations, you get made whole. Not always, but oftentimes. Like if a bank, you know, if somebody hacks your credit card and is using it, your bank will reimburse you. But uh, identity theft protection will often, like, A, guarantee that you're made whole, but it'll also cover expenses for you to get your life back, Whoa. right? So a lot of times you have to take some time off of work to call a bunch of people. Or, or your credit cards don't work for a while. Right. Or... <laughs> or you have to pay a fee to get, like, for credit monitoring or something. Like, so they will pay those expenses for you, A. Huh. B, the other cool thing about it, in my opinion, is they often give you a, um, like, I don't really know what to call it, like a rep, basically. So it's like a person who is putting your life back together for Like an you. identity theft coach to, like, walk yeah. you through how to... Yeah, That's not cool. only will they That's help cool. you like figure out how to get it back together, but oftentimes they can do some of it for you. Like if you sign certain things, they can like, okay, I'll call your bank tomorrow and like get this all figured out for you. Or at least they can tell you like, step one, do this. Step two, do that. Step three, change this. Step four, lock that down. And like, <laughs> I'll pay twenty five dollars a year for that. Seems worth yeah, it. Uh, not right. every company offers that, but like it's generally optional. It's generally opt in, so you don't don't get it generally as your like default setting, but something worth looking into for two bucks a month for a lot of people that normally covers i think up to 25 grand and the person who will help you so you know if you get seriously boned like it's one thing if your credit card gets hacked and it's like okay they racked up 200 dollars and i called my bank and they reimbursed me for it and i got a new card and i had to wait three days and that's it yeah but if it's like they're using your social to open up accounts and to like take yeah, out like, loans yeah. and, to, like, yeah. and everything you have is frozen and like you know the social security office thinks you're not you anymore and just like all the crazy shit that can happen that's low probability but high impact i mean that's actually how what you want to insure yeah the type of things like there's if you think of like a four by four grid the things like you can have is low impact and low probability up to high impact, high probability, and like those things, you would find it really hard to insure. And low impact, low probability, you generally don't insure because what's the point? Right. It's like the low probability, high impact things tend to be what insurance is best for. Sure. I mean, that's why I felt so. Uh, I I had always felt like uh, renter's insurance. Why do I pay for this? I'm nothing's gonna happen. I don't have that much. And then my apartment got broken into, and they stole my laptop and a bunch of things that mattered a lot to me. And it was very unlikely that that was going to happen. Although, you know, statistically you're in a city, eventually, maybe it will. Um, but having that there to fix things was very important. So I could see, like, yeah, it's... You it's, can get insurance on your digital house as well. Yeah, and it's, yeah. like, increasingly likely that you will have your identity <laughs> stolen at some point or other. I've had it stolen from me a couple of times mm -hmm. just in, like, fraudulent credit card charges. Yeah. And then when I was broken into, I asked the cops if there was anything I could do to prevent it in the future. And they were like, nah. <laughs> and I was like, cool. And they were like, keep paying insurance. And then they left. So one, thanks, cops. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but in all reality, right, this is going to get meta and dark. But like, you're only as safe as your brain lets you be, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. People don't break into houses because it's high risk and because it's, that's, you know, they're putting their careers or their lives you know their free lives if you will at 
excuse me, at risk and everything else. But like at the end of the day, like if somebody wants to get in your house, they can. Yeah. Like nothing is impregnable, at least not that you buy as a house. So like. Yeah. Then it's still same with your digital stuff. Right. Like in theory, we're not high priority targets and there's other stuff and you know, you can protect yourself. Yeah. You can protect yourself the best you can, but at some point, if they really want to get you, they will. They're going to get you. Uh, this makes me think of that LifeLock guy who put his uh, social security number on the side on of the a van bus. and then promptly got owned forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. That sucks. Well, I mean, good that over- poor guy. I mean, like, hey, you high risk, your high product. reward. Would we call somebody who like jumps off a cliff on purpose that poor guy? I mean. Well, people bungee jump all the time and it seems very risky to me. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. It seems like he made this program that he was pretty sure was going to protect him forever, and it super did not. And that's unfortunate. There's only one great power in the universe, and it's other yes. people's desire to prove people, <laughs> like, to take arrogant people down a peg. It's the only thing that keeps the internet running. If he had just been like, oh, my number accidentally got out there, but luckily I feel pretty good about LifeLock, this never would have happened. Yeah. But he challenged the entire criminal world <laughs> to, like, any none of you can ever beat me so here's everything you need yeah. to know to beat me and they me. didn't even want to steal from him they, they, they were didn't just like... they just probably they just literally were like listen if you're going to come into my house <laughs> and tell me that i can't fucks with you i'm gonna fucks with you like there it is i'm so sorry like yeah i i have zero pity for him like That's and fair. again it was earlier in the internet but like knowing the internet like i do the only thing i would not do is go to them and tell them exactly what they can't do (laughs) yes because there's no sure way like i really want some famous rich person to get on tv and be like the internet can't solve world hunger they're too dumb for that seriously because everyone will be fed tomorrow He's honestly lucky that they didn't just change his name to like Social Security make Social Security face. (laughs) Exactly. Like, (laughs) oh, that guy, kind of a knob. Poor knob. I just, you know. (laughs) Yeah, hubris. At what what point, when you step in front of a train, like when somebody steps in front of a train, do you feel bad about them getting hit by a train? Yeah, you're right. You're super right. Uh, You just have to understand the way the internet rolls. (laughs) Just don't expect any kind of sympathy or pity from the internet. Yeah. No one's going to be nice. They don't have to. They're anonymous. Oh, before we wrap up, I just have a quick question. Uh, freezing your credit, does that affect like um, like limit increases that your bank may do for you? Do you uh, know? Depends. Probably not. Um, generally, if your bank is offering you a credit limit increase, they haven't done a check. Okay. Um, they're doing it because they know your payment history on that card. And if you report to them, maybe that your income has gone up or whatever else, because they can't check your credit without asking you. Sure. So they can say either we're giving you a $3,000 increase and you don't have to do a thing, in which case the freeze doesn't matter at all. And that's probably more normal. Or, or they might come to you and say, hey, do you and, want a 3000 yeah. increase? But then somewhere in the red tape, it'll say by the way, we're going to run a credit check before we actually give it to you. And if that's the case, then yes, they won't be able to get through the freeze. Okay. But I would say generally if they come to you, it's and it's not like a banner ad of like you might be eligible for more. If they come to you and say, hey, because of your good credit history and your new job, we want to give you a $4,000 credit limit increase, then it's probably not credit dependent. Okay. Huh. All right. Good to know. 
and you want to take those because it helps your utilization. Yeah, man, I got to tell you right now, uh, I may have had a very, very high balance on my credit card for a while, but it's paid off now and I have an incredibly high uh, balance. limit balance thingy. So like my utilization is primo. <laughs> yeah, you want to be careful because obviously if you don't trust yourself, like there's an anchoring thing. Right? Yeah, I had to learn very hard lessons. If, yeah. But now if, things are good. <laughs> if you have $1,000 out of $1,000, your bank's going to up it to 2000 not because they want you to have more ability, but because, because you're a good you're customer. Freaking out. Yeah, you're freaking out about 1000 and then they say, oh, then because you're like, I, I've maxed out my cards. And then you're a thousand out of four thousand. You go, well, the bank thinks I can afford four thousand. I can't, obviously, but I can get to two thousand. That's no problem. That's happened to me and a lot. Then you do, and then it's problematic. So uh, but they're not now, doing it to be your friend. No, not at all. But now, as an adult who understands what I'm doing, yeah, things are better. Yeah, they've gotten better about that. I think they've banned some of the things like you know, t-shirt for a credit card on college campuses and get some good. of the bullshit. I don't know if it's all banned, but they've definitely like taken some steps against some of that horse shit that they did for a while there yeah like hey you want a ball cap and to ruin your future come on over i know what you were trying to say and i think you communicated the idea fine but i did hear t-shirt for a credit card implying like like, (laughs) you give me your t-shirt and i'll give you a credit card (laughs) it's the opposite of how that usually works but okay literally give me the shirt off your back (laughs) They want it. It's just not literal. You're right. Uh. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's to say, my uh, my credit card company has been very, very helpful in letting me pay them. So Yes. Uh, funny yeah. how they funny have how that... some incentive to assist you with that. Yeah, they're yeah. so very friendly when they're trying to help you figure out ways to pay your credit card bill. <laughs> yep. But again, you do want to have a low limit compared to your balance. So higher, or low balance compared to your limit. limit, excuse me. So higher limits are good. Nowadays. You just need to be careful not to use them not to yeah. hang yourself with the rope they're giving you absolutely hashtag never again yeah <laughs> but nowadays you know uh, i would not recommend it but uh i'm okay doing there you go. this is a fun it's a fun experiment that i lived through hey. uh, now you know yeah so i feel like we barely talked about the movie on this one but, but we talked about some interesting things so yeah, here we I think are we talked all about the bits that the movie touches on that are like things that happen in real life point is this man made a whole lot of money doing this yeah and i am very interested to know whether or not he got to keep some of it because it seems like no no even if he didn't guessing he just spent it all probably like i didn't i couldn't find in real life any civilian fine to take it back from him so i'm guessing they just there wasn't anything to take back when they captured him they found like because presumably they you know like it wasn't invested in which they like tore up right and some cash money, which they confiscated sure. and never gave back to him. Yeah. So in theory, like, yeah, it wasn't sitting in an offshore account anywhere. In theory. Now, if he was, I didn't see any sort of, like I said, I didn't see any sort of fine. But my guess is they looked at it and, like, his lifestyle and just determined that, like, there was no way he socked anything away. Yeah. yeah it seems like when you live fast and loose like that, you might not be interested in the long-term savings right. plan. Because, like, going back to the Beanie Babies guy, the whole <laughs> issue, that the reason he got fined was having a, an illegal offshore account. So they like knew he had money sitting somewhere and they find him some of it. If he hadn't had that money, he probably still would have had a penalty or something, but it might not have been monetary if they thought he was like broke like a bad joke. Sure. Hmm. Huh. That's very interesting. Any final thoughts, guys? You want to hear a joke? So how does this relate to Blockbuster? (laughs) (laughs) Or Bitcoin. Uh... Wait, you have a joke? Yeah. What's your joke? Knock, knock. 
Who's there? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Is that from the movie? That's yes, from the movie. From the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who says the joke? They both do uh, at different times. Nice. Well, it's oh. no, it's Tom Hanks's joke. He's like portrayed as a very serious character, uh-huh. and oh, yeah. like the FBI agents are like, he's like, oh, you don't, you think I'm like too stodgy to work That's with? Right. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, well, why don't I tell you a joke? And they're like, okay. And he goes, knock knock, and they go, oh, who's there? And he goes, go fuck yourself. And then they just move on. I like the Tom like Hanks. the third time that they do that, you just hear him say, "You want to hear a joke?" Yep. <laughs> like, Literally, it's like his boss says something mean to him, and his as, as he's leaving, he's like, he like leaves, and he pops his head back in, and he goes, "You know what? You want to hear a joke?" <laughs> and then they just cut scenes. Oh, I gotta watch that movie again. Yeah, I rented it on Amazon, and I have regrets. I wish I had just bought it, bought it, because it was like four dollars to rent or ten dollars to buy, and I would have watched it. In the span of the rest of my life, I would have watched it two more times. You could buy it on DVD on eBay for like 25 cents if you still have a DVD player. I have an Xbox, but then I have a DVD in my house. Right? That's my trouble. That's a burden. That's yeah. a burden. I've got a, like a CD case that. full of DVDs. Yeah, and me like, too. They don't have any kind of jewel case anymore, so you can't even sell those to resale shops. It's a thing. Anyway, at least I like all those movies. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Uh, as always, thanks to thanks to you, our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped the order here. Uh, um, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or TuneIn or your app of choice. I have Podcast Addict. Oh, I do that. have Podcast Addict too. Yeah. I, I, you can see reviews from iTunes on Podcast mm-hmm. Addict. So. You know, still rate us there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's a great app. It's for free. Um, thanks, as always, to our composer, Charlesy Miller, for her music. Find her at charlesymiller.com or Spotify or Amazon or iTunes. Uh, find us on the Instagram at MBM Podcast. Email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Send us all of your identity theft facts. Uh, hashtag identity theft facts. Um, and then, you know, we'll see you next time on Make Believe Funny. Bye! It's the Flintstones. They're a modern Stone Age family.